Hey guys, Henning and Morton from Flip Normals here. In this video, we are going to be talking about a fairly big topic which has been requested a lot, and is how do you have success in this industry without going to school? Essentially, if you are self-taught, how can you do it? So uh, let's just define some terms here. By self-taught, we mean you just simply just not attending schools. You can still attend courses and like mentorships, all that. We just not mean you're not paying like 70 grand to attend a school. Yeah. And by success here, we're not talking about some kind of spiritual journey. We're talking specifically, <laughs> how do you get a job? Like, whatever that might mean for you. It's probably not about being fulfilled in life. Maybe no. the job will do that for you, hopefully. It is, how can you, how can you do well in this field? Yeah. So... We are going to be talking about essentially two main things in this video here. The first one is going to be your skills. And the second one is going to be exposure and soft skills. There are so many topics we have to cover here, but those are the two main umbrellas. So before we get into that, the first one is this field here is for people who really love it. If you, if you're doing this and you feel like you're really fighting it and it doesn't really come natural, that's going to be really hard. We're not saying that if you've done this for like two weeks and you're not like, uh, you're not a master, like <laughs> that you should just quit. But like in, in order to be able to do this, particularly as a self-taught artist, you need pretty high levels of dedication and you really need to just really love the work because it's, it's hard. This is going into this field, wh whether you're going in as a self-taught artist or if you're going in through a school, it's really hard work. It's a tricky field to get into. You have a lot of competitors and... It's a really fun field, yeah. so a lot of people want to do it. There's, there's definitely, I mean, there's so many fun projects that you can mm. get the opportunity to work on, but it does require dedication. Yeah. Even, even after you've started sort of working, For there's sure. still many hours that you just have to pour into it in terms of just to learn new software, learn yeah. new skills, and the dedication part I think is one of the most important ones, yeah. especially in the beginning. It's I think we talked about it before in a previous video. It's not that you can't have a life. It's just this is mostly your life. Yeah, at least uh, when you're learning it. Yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. learning once it. You have, once you're in the field, you can definitely have work-life balance. But it is hard in the beginning. That, yeah. That's just the way it is. So, But f for me, though, when I got started, it didn't really feel like work because it was, it was something I was enjoying. Like if you go to the carnival and you're like, oh, I was there for eight hours and you ate tons of popcorn, like you're not like, yeah. oh, man, that was hard work. You're just really enjoying it. There's a lot of exploration. Yeah. You know, when, when you're first starting out, I think a lot of people starting out in the field, maybe maybe they started drawing and then they see some 3D stuff. Oh, I want to do that. Maybe they mm. try animation first or maybe they start getting into modeling. And quickly you start to think about, okay, what if I, what if I want to do this thing? Mm. Okay, now I have to Google that and see, okay, how do you do that thing? And then there's the next thing. And so there, there are... The rabbit hole is deep. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of new things to constantly mm. learn in order to, you know, do the, whatever project you're working on or improve your skills. Yeah. So. so one thing I also really want to be clear on here is, uh, this is a question we got a lot, is does your age matter? Is there a lot of age discrimination in this field? And as far as I know, age doesn't matter one bit. Like, if you are 16 or if you're 45 watching this, yeah. like, I really haven't... I really haven't seen anyone be discriminated towards that. Like, I work with people who are, like, 18 years old, in like, professionally in the big movie studios. Mm -hmm. And I work with people who are in their 50s. Yeah. You know, like, then there, some of them are doing the same job even. Like, it really doesn't matter a whole lot. It's 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 about your skills. Yeah. It's, are you hireable? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, your age shouldn't, shouldn't, it doesn't really play a factor. Maybe no. there are some people out there who've had experiences with it. But personally, for both Henning and I, We've never really seen it no. or heard of it. So, 
just want to clarify that. Yeah. So the first one we are going to talk about is is this, is your skills. There are a bunch of things here we gotta we gotta cover. Like how do you get good? Like how do you how do you stay on top of the game? All these kind of things here. But we just want to start off by saying that when it comes to getting a job in this field here, the most important bit is not your education, it's not your family history or your grades from school or anything else. It is your hard skills here. And by hard skills, we mean like, can you get the job done? It mm-hmm. is, if you want to be a 3D modeler, is can you do 3D modeling? <laughs> <laughs> like that is essentially it. Yeah. Of course, like we're talking about later on as well, soft skills are definitely important, but if you don't have hard skills, you don't have anything. This is not a field you get into through purely through nepotism. If your uncle is is working at a big studio, like you're not just gonna get a job through your uncle because of family relations. You gotta be good first. I guess I mean you might get the job in the beginning, yeah. but then after a week or so, people will probably fire you. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a career in this no, field no, for sure. It's, it's you just because I mean you need to be able to deliver. Yeah. And you need to be able to deliver on time. You need to be deli- be able to deliver quality work. Yeah. You need and to be you, reliable. You can't you can't fake that. No. So. That's very hard to do. So that is we really can't stress that enough. Get good. Yeah. Get really good. get good. And then next step is how do you do that? <laughs> that that is a pretty tricky thing to do. And and that is that's also an incredibly big question. Is like what does getting good mean and in what field? And you know like it's a, it's a tricky one. So. We are. We're just going to go through a few things here, which is you. You need to watch as many tutorials as you can in the beginning. Like just in the beginning, you don't really have a foundation in anything. Mm-hmm. Like you're starting. We assume here you're starting off fairly fresh. Like you don't necessarily know what you want to be a modeler or a generalist or effects. I mean, you or, probably don't even know the terms. Yeah, exactly. It's... So just get a cast cast a wide net and just get exposure to a lot of different fields yeah. like watch Houdini tutorials and watch some Mac Max tutorials just really just get a good feel for what this industry is about do a lot of Google searches how to VFX yeah how to games how to animation <laughs> you know just just do a lot of research there's probably articles out there written about for it for sure we did a video about like life as a modeler mm. and we, we talked about our some tools as well like uh, exactly uh, big clickbaity called uh, what's the best 3D software <laughs> so there, there are definitely a lot of resources out there to help you to guide you through what's the path you want to pursue yeah. um, so you know Google <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. And once you, you know you get into that, let's say you're like, all right, so I, I, I definitely know I don't want to be a pure effects artist. Like, you know, you're like, well, let's just look at my tutorials. Learn as much as you can about the tools. Learn, just properly get deep into the tutorials. One of the reasons is also like you don't necessarily have to follow them blindly. But it's like, let's say you want to do some some hair stuff in the future, some hair and fur. Maybe you don't necessarily know how to do it, but you know where the tutorial is. You're so far ahead of uh, where you would be if you didn't do this. Yeah. And just finish projects. Start a lot of projects and just take them through to completion. This is one of the advice pieces of advice I, I was getting by one of the guys I worked with when I was starting out when I was like 17. Just try out a lot of different things and do projects don't just do blind tests like mm. if, you, if you want to learn lighting don't just do like an hdri and like try to light like a little object here but like properly take it through take project through where you do you you know you're blocking out the models you, you model you even map them texture you light them you do some comp on them at the end yeah. just really just take them through I, I really can't stress how important that is i think i think finishing projects or doing projects is one of the things that also can help 
people stay motivated. Yes. Because if you just do tutorials and you go, okay, how to 3D model, mm. how to light, how mm. to paint, you know, it's like, okay, sure, you learn a skill to do a certain thing, but you don't learn how to apply that skill. No. Doing a project, there's so many benefits to it. There's there's the troubleshooting, there's the creative part of figuring out what is the project going to be, what's it going to feel like, what's it going to look like. So a project is a way for you to sort of accumulate or use all the accumulated knowledge you've gained over the past, let's say, three months and mm -hmm. you've done all this. Now you want to do a project about it. Yeah. And I think that helps you stay motivated because it's not just a blind learn, learn, learn. It's also about yeah. applying the skills. So it, it's kind of like a production, a small production environment in that yeah. sense. And you're, you're just connecting the dots because if you, if you only do exercises, that is like only doing push-ups. If yeah. you want to be, become like a fighter or a football player or whatever it is, got to apply the skill. Sometimes you need to go into the ring and you need to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So definitely do exercises as well. Like do studies and all these kind of things mm -hmm. as well. Like if you want to learn V-Ray render settings, which is a very specific thing, you know, you got to study those specific things as well. Yeah. But generally do projects from start to finish. And... Um, that is that also just kind of naturally just means that you become a generalist. Yeah, I would recommend starting off with not specializing. If you if you specialize too early, like you, you can do one thing, and that might be dangerous if you want to get a job. So if you're starting off in a smaller studio which has like 10, 15 people, and you are, an, an you have a speciality in ocean simulation in Houdini. <laughs> now that is an awesome spe spe speciality to have, and you're you're super valuable. If you need oceans in, yeah. if you're a small studio, most likely, you know, you might have three, four projects at the same time and you just kind of need to take them through, through everything. You don't have to be a master of everything at this point. These projects would probably mostly, it, they're not like they require less skill. It's just that you just have to spread your skills a bit, a bit broader over a lot of different things. You need to be able to, you don't have to be the best modeler in the world, but you have to be able to model. You have to be able to do some basic shading and texturing. Then you know you need to be able to light it. it. Again, doesn't have to be the best in the world. It just means you just got to be able to do it. Yeah, and I think it also means that you get exposed to a lot of different fields. Like, let's say you decided from day one that you only wanted to do, I don't know, animation. Hmm. Um, if you only do that, you never get to try the That's other true. things. Maybe, That's true. Really maybe, maybe you find out maybe animation wasn't really for me. Maybe yeah. you didn't have a good sort of natural understanding of how things move and how they're supposed like timing and all that stuff. Maybe you found out, man, I just really love particles. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it was a shame. Maybe you never discovered that that was what you really like to mm. do. So I would encourage anyone, everyone to, to try different things. Just at least try it out. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're playing like uh, Skyrim or other RPG, like you have a certain skill points. Don't put everything into one thing in the beginning. Like if you first time you play Skyrim, don't use take everything into archery like that. I only sneak. Yeah, I, 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 hundred and sneak. <laughs> then you get a dragon and you just get decimated. So, yeah. like you know, slight slight uh, tangent here, but uh, but yeah, really just and that's why you should become a generalist. <laughs> really just get a base for everything because mm -hmm. otherwise you might end up in a place where you're very good at something you don't enjoy doing yeah so once once you once you're doing this as well like i think it's really important to to find a mentor find somebody who you can trust to give you proper feedback this doesn't have to be like some kind of super formal arrangement where you have a contract in writing or something it just means find some people who you can trust and who you, you know can give you advice here 
They don't have to be like the most senior artist from Pixar or something. Just, just somebody who, you know, you can learn with them as well. Just somebody yeah. who, if you show them your work, you know, you're gonna get legit good feedback on it. They're not gonna suck up to you and be like, ah, oh, it's super good. They're, they might, they might encourage you, and that's also super useful. But you want somebody, you want like a rock, you want like a stable place. The rock. You want the also the rock. Like okay, so here I would suggest that you stay away from your family. Yeah. yeah. Not as a general thing, but <laughs> when feedback. it comes to feedback. Because your family is going to be super biased. Yeah. I mean, okay, maybe you have uh, a parent who's doing the same thing as you mm. want to do, and maybe they're really, you know, they're good at feedback. Yeah. Most likely not. Yeah. Um, so people who are close to you, your friends, your family, they might be inclined to go, oh, yeah, that's very nice. Putting it on the fridge now, Mike. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you tried to make a lion and you made yeah. a TV. And they're like, yeah, that looks like a lion. Yeah. Um, so, you know, find someone that you can trust, like a professional. Like, yeah. Reach out to someone on ArtStation, yeah. um, someone who, okay, I, I trust their opinion. I like what they do. Mm. You know, maybe they're not interested in mentoring you, yeah. but reach out to a bunch of people and see if someone is, is willing to give you advice or feedback now yeah. and again. Don't yeah. pester them all the time. But, no. You know, once in a while. Really don't do that. I've had people who, who've been messaging me, like, all the time. Like, I'm, I've been more than happy to, to help people out, but they message me, like, once a day, twice a day. Yeah. And you're just like, look, dude, <laughs> don't have time for this. Yeah. It also, I, I think it also, sometimes it gets to a point where I've gotten messages from someone who would ask for one piece of advice. Mm. Like, how do I do this thing? Okay, so I write them how to do this thing. And then... I think maybe they see that as an invitation to him. Mm. Okay, now he's... Okay, now we're going. Mm. So then I just get a list of 10 things, like how to solve this, how yeah. to do this. Like, okay, whoa. I mean, I'd love to help. Get back to me with like a condensed version of question where like, what yeah. is exactly that you want to know? Yeah. And I'll try to help you. And have you tried Googling this first? And have you tried Googling it? <laughs> it's... Google. So uh, when it comes to like mentors, well, like how do you find them? Like how do you find somebody who's actually can help you and who is reliable and unbiased and all that? And honestly, that is hard. Trial like, and error? Trial and error. Like, the way you're not going to go to mentorshop.com and get a get a good CG mentor. The way I've been doing this is I've been active on social media, I've been active on forums, and then you just start talking to people. Like, there are, like, tons of Slack groups and Discord groups and, like, all these kind of things here where, you know, you, you, just, you just naturally kind of find your crew. It's kind of how you find your friends as well. Like, you're not just being like, you want to be a friend? Yeah, cool. Uh, you know, you just... You just in an organic way you just find people around you but this does require that something of you which is that you are active you do go yeah. out and chase this kind of stuff here yeah i saw that was uh on twitter not too long ago someone was talking about there's actually i think it was for games specifically mm -hmm. there was a discord group specifically for women in games seeking mm, feedback that's from, awesome it's really cool i can't remember the name but you can yeah. probably google it this these kind of things are super valuable mm -hmm. because you, first off you get a sense of community and when you are self-taught like both Morton and I, we start off being self-taught we went to school after a while as well but our foundation were, was just completely self-taught and honestly it can be a bit lonely i mean i i will say there is definitely a difference if you attend a good course or a good school versus being self-taught i remember the people that i went to class with you know i i the one of the first things i ever modeled was like a scotch class mm. And I, I didn't, the tutorial was just bad. Like yeah. it didn't explain to me the concepts of pu putting edges close together and like yeah. what it would mean when you smooth it and stuff. So you see people in class being as good at modeling after two weeks as you were after three months yeah. because of good teaching yeah, or because absolutely. of good mentorship. So, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you, and I guess that's what this is about. Like yeah. You can actually attend school. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> if you find good training as well, they can also do the opposite because they're also all terrible schools, mm-hmm. which where, you know, you have somebody who's, I've seen that as well, people who are self-taught, who know way more than people who go to school because yeah. most schools aren't very good. No. We discussed this in our other school <laughs> video. You should go to school. <laughs> But yeah, like we were just saying, like, just join, join communities. Like, because like, I was a bit lonely when I was starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, you have yourself and you're the best person you know because you're the only person you know who, who's doing this. You don't really have a lot of meetups and all that. But we get into that a bit later as well. Now we're talking about skills. Skills. <laughs> Let's talk about your feelings a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things as well is, is really useful, again, to, to, to figure out what is the actual competitive standard. Like, a lot of times, you, if you if you do see lo- people local to you, like you, you attend maybe some local classes or something like that, or you attend so you find the local forums, there you might be a bit biased here because they might not have a global skill set. If you want to work in a global industry, like you want to work in games or film, you shouldn't just look at local the local talent. You need to look at art station. Again, we keep saying this, like in a way, go look at art station. Look at what's <laughs> Look at what the skill level actually is required. Like, if you want to be as a game artist, find game artists and yeah. and just figure out what they're doing. If what you, do game artists do to game? Yeah, just make the game. <laughs> yeah, F- specifically find junior artists. Uh, it's also, of course, it's awesome to find senior artists, but it's all hard, hard to, it's it's hard to to compete with somebody who's been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. So figure out what is what is the entry level in this field. I really like, I mean, that. Polycount is one of those, I mm. think, few communities that is still alive. Yeah. Like, we've talked about this before, and it's like finding a forum for people is super tricky. Yeah. I, I get, my advice would be, like, use Facebook mm. um, sparingly. Yeah. I think there are some groups there where people are willing to give you advice, but from what I see, most of the time it's either, my God, you suck, or uh, others oh, the best thing in the world. Yeah. There's no actual constructive feedback being no. given. Whereas in something like Polycount, you could definitely you could definitely seek that out. Yeah, and if there is constructive feedback, it's drowned by ten. This is super good. <laughs> and and turns out when you're starting out, yes, yeah, sure you need encouragement, but you you also just need again it's the whole like not necessarily harsh truth, but just truth. Yeah. You don't need to be beaten to a pulp and rebuilt. You just you just need honest feedback, mm-hmm. which can totally be given in a good in a kind manner. So, so definitely, <laughs> definitely do that. So uh, we we also want to talk here about like this is a bit tricky, but see if you can get commercial work. This doesn't just mean freelance, but if you if you are like if you're young, you're like sixteen, seventeen, and you're you're you want to get into this field. See if you can do stuff for local studios. Yeah. Where you know you just need to just get exposure to the tools and what it's like to actually work. I don't like to say this, but if you work as a free intern at this point, that is more valuable than uh, yeah. than not. Get at this point, your focus here is not about money or a lot of self worth. It's learning. Yeah. It's really about learning at this point here. It is get into a studio if you can, and just get into the field. You'll get social contact here. You'll get friends in the field. Uh, if if they have more work for you, you might get freelance work. I mean, we both done that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we work for studios and we got freelance work for them afterwards. Yeah. Just because they knew that you were then reliable, and it's the best way to learn. The best way to learn is not to sit with a tutorial by yourself. It is. It is one way to learn. That definitely. is a way to learn for sure, and that's also a good way to learn the basics. But w- once you, if you properly want to learn, it is some some guy tells you, "Hey, can you model this thing?" And you're <laughs> like, "Oh no." 
that's outside my comfort zone. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You got to model this thing. I had, um, when I was 15, I did a, as part of like these school internships, mm. like everyone in our class had to find a company, contact them and say, hey, uh, I want to be an intern for a week. Mm. I am in school. Mm. And <laughs> um, I was actually, my dad was the one who really got me into that because he knew I was into 3D. Mm. And I just looked at some like lol stuff like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I could just waste my life there for a week. He was like, no. You got to do this properly. Mm. So he forced me to go talk to an ad agency, which was actually which was right down the street from where I lived. Mm. Um, I just, I showed up and I was like, hey, can I talk to the boss? <laughs> and they were like, okay. And I just told them, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the school internship. I'm 15. I can do 3D. Do you need anyone who can do 3D? They're like, what, what is 3D? <laughs> yeah, it's, I can do these things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for a week mm. and um, I started working freelance for them afterwards. Mm. Super useful. Yeah, yeah. And and even let's say you do know at an early age that oh I want to be I want to work in games. Even working in an ad ad agency where you do like like art visualization and all that like kind of that kind yeah. of stuff. It's it's still relevant. It's still experience. It's still experience. And what you learn a lot is the soft skills. It's like mm-hmm. you learn how to deal with feedback. You learn how to deal with working hours. How you learn to have a salary. You learn all these kind of things. So it's get into as into a job as soon as you can and as soon as you can doesn't mean right away it means as soon as you can yeah it means as soon as it's right for you (laughs) you have to have some skills yeah yeah definitely i wonder yeah yeah it is that is that is also the first job which is often the hardest one but if you get something which is your local studio you know they do something kind of relevant that is still that is still experience. That I mean, matters. like like in my case, it didn't ha- it didn't doesn't even have to be a studio that is necessarily involved in three D. No. Like like the the ad agency that I worked for, they had they had never even thought about three D. Mm. I just presented the idea to them, and yeah. they were like, "Oh yeah, that sounds kind of cool." Yeah. I guess. So yeah. you know, be bold. Yeah. Try to try to reach out to people. For sure. For sure. And and then next we want to talk about that. You, the tools they do matter. Like if you. If you want to uh, do something like, let's say, specifically clothing, and you try to sculpt everything here, yeah, that might be fine. But some guy is going to use Marvel Designer, and it's <laughs> going to be way, way better than you. And faster. And faster. Like yeah. it's, is yeah. Foundations are important. And we'll get to that in a bit as well. But keep up to date on the most, on the latest tools here. Like let's say you want to do texturing, and You've been doing this for 20 years and you're doing this in like in Photoshop 7 or whatnot. Like, sure, you know everything about Photoshop 7. It's an old tool. But then you have some rookie who's sitting with Substance Painter yeah. and just drag some smart materials on it and it looks fine. Yeah, Yeah, sure, there is a merit to knowing the old way. But if you don't stay up to date on the tools here, you'll become you become redundant very quickly. Yeah. So if you're staying up to, that, up to date on, on this, you have a competitive advantage for this. So I would definitely say learn the most recent tools in whatever field that is you're going into. Like if you are going into like uh, into games or or film, Substance Painter and Designer are super useful. ZBrush, yeah. uh, Marvel's Designer, really useful tool. So so definitely do that. Uh, but also don't spread yourself too thin. Like we said in the beginning, like get a, get experience with a lot of different tools here and there. But once you figure out genuinely what you want to do, like don't learn ten. 3D software at the same time like <laughs> if you it's probably good to have a basis in something like Max or Maya in the beginning because they're they're used a whole lot if you are for film it's Maya just learn that one tool 
really well. Oh, you know what's going to happen now? Oh, we're going to get Flame Wars, aren't we? Uh, the Blender guys are going to get after <laughs> Not again. <laughs> we're definitely getting Blender comments here. <laughs> I promise. We really like Blender, okay? Yeah. It's just not used a lot in commercial work. <laughs> oh, no, we're definitely Oh, no. <laughs> no, they're getting angry here. <laughs> so, l learn, like, learn, like, keep up to date on tools. Yeah. Stay few but good tools and learn them, learn how to use them well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say there is merit to Blender, especially sure. here. Like when you're starting out with doing 3D, Blender For would sure. be an amazing software because yeah, it's free. How? Yeah, it's free. If there we go. That's that's literally it. It's free <laughs> and it's a really excellent tool. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. So we also I think we saved it. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we like Blender, guys. <laughs> and then also we got to talk about that. You got to figure out the way you learn the best. There are, of course, a bunch of ways to learn here, but. For some people, sitting down and just watching tutorials all day long really just isn't the best way to do it. No. Some people, some people can like I can sit down and watch tutorials for long periods of time, and but some people they need to maybe sit outside with a laptop and just have some fresh air, or you know you need to have somebody actually teach you something. Maybe you need more mentorships, mm -hmm. or you know you or maybe some people they just don't want to watch tutorials. They just want to just go crazy and just do brute force software they just want to read the manual they and just, go through every menu and they just do point. that <laughs> so figure out what way is right for you like we can't say what 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 way is right for for you because that that is so individual there are yeah. as many ways as there are people the way i like to do it is personally watch some tutorials to get up to scratch on on the tool like let's say you're learning maya watch an introduction to maya and then watch maybe some specific stuff in it mm -hmm. where you you know you learn how to model a car or you know like some project stuff here you follow that along and then once you know the basics, then you just do it. You just you just do projects yourself. Don't get too bogged down by, oh, I need to watch every single tutorial to learn every single feature. Do projects. That For me, that is really the best way to learn. Like when I started out, I, I used a website called Tutorialized. Mm, and I, I remember know, that one. Maybe still alive. <laughs> and what I would do is, because I, I was using Macs in the beginning. Mm. And the way I found Macs was through an interview in a magazine <laughs> through a guy. Uh, yeah. And then I just went to tutorialize, you know, just search for 3ds Max tutorials. <laughs> and then I just went, what is the most popular tutorial? Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything about 3D. Yeah. So I just started from the top and then I went down <laughs> until I figured, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't like these things. So it's, it, I guess it's hard in the beginning where you don't know what to yeah. filter things by. It really is. And then <laughs> troubleshooting, guys. This is important. Like we, we hinted at earlier, <laughs> like learn to Google. <laughs> Like we, I can't stress how important this. Like yesterday, I had an issue with uh, with rendering stuff, and I just couldn't figure out. And I googled the issue. I got a bit of code, pa paste that into a script editor, run it, and the <laughs> issue was solved. There wasn't like a whole like Twitter storm or like anything, or I didn't call anyone. It was just Google the issue. Like we know this sounds basics here, but but it's so many times where I've been teaching and some student has an issue, and they're like, I keep getting this error message. How do I fix it? And I copy paste the error message into Google. I get the fix. And they were like, how did you do it? Did you did not you <laughs> did you not see what just happened here? There isn't some magic. Most of most of tech support is you Google the issue yeah. and then you just do what they say. It's it's interesting. We just had a talk about this before the video, actually. And so many times with students, I, I've I've run into this exact issue where they present an issue for me and I go like, Have you Googled it? Mm. Uh no, no, I, did, I didn't Google it. But why didn't you Google it? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and then once in a while, like once in a blue moon where you run into that one person that did Google it, they'll give you a look. It's like, of course I Googled it. <laughs> but it's like, don't, don't, 
don't it's very common for people to not google things apparently yeah. so google the thing yeah just but and and learn how to google learning how to google isn't just issue with max <laughs> it's like be specific the yeah. more specific you are like copy your error messages or whatnot and just be specific here and whenever it comes to troubleshooting the way I like to do it is first you try to figure it out yourself. Like don't Google it necessarily right away because also there is some use, there is some merit to to learning how to troubleshoot something properly, yeah. uh, and then Google it and then ask people about it. Post, which means you know you call your friend or you know you ask the audience all these <laughs> kind of things here. You you know you then then you consult people because yeah. if if your first line of defense is always I'm go Martin. <laughs> something is broken, then, you know... You'll never learn. It's learned helplessness. Yeah. It's the whole... You you don't... It's not about fixing this issue here. It's about fixing the next 20 issues. Or it's about getting a framework so that you can fix issues for the next 20 years. Fixing this sp- specific V-Ray issue with Max 7, you know, like you had some years ago. Who cares? It's about... you. You're always going to be a beginner in software now because there is always yeah. so many new tools. You need a foundation in learning and troubleshooting. Because otherwise, you, you know, you're never gonna be able to properly progress here. Software is always gonna be flawed. Yeah. There's always gonna be things that you don't know how to figure out. Yeah. So, really, fi- really learn troubleshooting, and that yeah. is hard. The way you learn troubleshooting is by having a lot of problems and solving the problems. <laughs> I mean, you do. Get, I think it's a skill as well. It like, really you get is. better at it, and as as time progresses and you start to specialize more and more into a software, you start to run into things where you're like, oh, okay, this error seems mm. similar to what I had here. Maybe yeah. this is the fix. Yeah. So. For sure. So, learn to Google. <laughs> <laughs> and there are also like a lot of people. Uh, so, I, I spoke to a lot of people now, but before this video here, like people I'm working with, like how would you, how would you do, how would you go about this if you were self-taught? And some people are like I, I couldn't do self-taught. I don't need a school for this because they're they're extremely talented people. They just need somebody to tell them what to do. So, I still believe that pretty much everyone can be self-taught. But some people require more of a rigid structure than others. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are the kind of person whose mind is a bit all over the place and you need structure, take longer cor- courses. Find mentorship. Find like eight month, eight week courses and really just go through those and just properly dedicate your time to those courses. The nice thing about those we have the CTMA ones and if CT Society still does mm, yeah, them, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they do. They still um, Where you have these eight four eight week courses mm. you have deadlines we need delivery because the yeah. whoever you know the teacher of the course will correct the thing so it's yeah. it's kind of like being like mini school yeah but oftentimes a lot better than school yeah because you have you have specialized people like you have like the lead rigger for star wars is teaching you rigging instead of just some dude who maybe worked in a commercial studio in 1998 <laughs> so you know th- those courses are awesome and we're talking about we're going to talk a bit about more of those in a bit the point here is just that there are people who just require more framework for them yeah. so maybe if you have a mentor as well here if you've been lucky enough to get that See if you see if they can just write down like some some general like milestones for you and some general like fence posts for your learning so that you don't stray too far from them. You can try to do that yourself as well where mm, you sure. set up like you set up a little schedule for yourself. Yeah. You can say like, okay, this week I'm gonna do this project and I have to deliver it on Friday mm-hmm. by four o'clock. Yeah. And whatever I have on Friday, four o'clock, that's what I'm delivering. Yeah. You know, just trying to trying to make it as easy as possible for yourself to learn and, yeah. and get better. Absolutely. And um, 
And then we also have what we what we alluded to before, learn core concepts, not just tools, which is, yeah, sure, you need to learn the tools. Like you got to learn, like if you're in text training, learn Substance Painter and all mm -hmm. these kind of things. But don't just drag and drop materials to it. Like in this case, you learn materials, learn how to learn the basics of the physics of how material works, learn light and color. We're going to link some books in the description here about like how to actually learn some resources here on how to actually learn core principles because yeah. those are hard to teach. So for instance, stuff you, you pretty much always need as a foundation for anything would be like composition. Like pretty much everything in this field <laughs> relies somehow on composition. Like if you, let's say you're only doing texturing, you still need to compose your textures yeah. in a way which looks appealing. If you're doing, obviously compositing requires a good <laughs> eye for these kind of things here. If you're doing if you you know if you're doing a final a personal project yourself, you need to have a good composition here. Everything revolves around some core principles like composition, color theory, generally how to how just how to make appealing images. Yeah, it could be anything like you know how does the light fall? What mm. kind of lights do we need to get this look? And yeah. like Kenny said, color theory is important. Depending yeah. on what you get into, anatomy can also be important. Absolutely. General understanding of shape and forms. There are many core yeah. concepts that, that can serve you very well in many different disciplines. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you have shape and form. You're like, oh, well, I'm an effects artist. Yeah, but you can still use shape and form to yeah. dictate how you want your effects to feel yeah. and look. Absolutely. So having core concepts under your belt is definitely a huge asset. Yeah. And also, it's just it's nice to learn different things yeah. that maybe go beyond the scope of exactly what it is that you were interested in. Yeah, and they never change. Like, if you look at the, the if you look at like the Baroque paintings and all that, they're <laughs> still appealing today. Like, we still find stuff appealing the same way, the same way they did like four hundred years ago. Anatomy hasn't changed. You know, like the, the stuff they did back back then is just as valid right now. If you were to give one of the old sculptors seabrush, you know, they would just have to learn the tool, and then they would just go crazy on it because they still know the core concepts. Like yeah. I've seen some digital sculptors who they might not be amazing in terms of technical 3D, but they came, they come from a figure sculpting background. And like, I can't compete with those no. guys. Like in terms of yeah, in speed and overall production, sure. But in terms of pure output, yeah. those people, they just have to learn the tool and then they're, they're ready. So core concepts, incredibly important. Really, like, I would definitely say dedicate some time to this. And this is also hard because you're always like, oh, I need to learn the tool. I need to just do projects and all that. Dedicate some time to studying core concepts. A really good way of doing that is to learn photography because there are a lot of things here you'd kind of get for, not for free, but it's like if you understand how to compose an image, mm -hmm. then a lot of stuff follows. Like when I'm doing character designs, I'm using the rules in photography, like rule of thirds and like all these kind of things you're using. You're using all the tools you're learning in photography. Yeah, it can be anything. Like one, maybe it's it's both in the design phase, it's small details, it's the posing of a character, mm. you know, and then obviously the framing of the camera. Yeah. It's, I think I got into photography around the age of 18 or mm. so, bought my first camera and just went ham on taking photos, <laughs> trying to compose things. Okay, well, what what is nice lighting? Like what does good lighting look like? Yeah. And, and I think it's a very valid skill to have. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you have to be a photographer. No, right? not at all. You can even just your phone. Like everyone, well, most people have a smartphone today yeah. with a camera. Um, obviously, the images won't be as nice if you have like a Canon 5D or something no. versus like your iPhone or whatever. Yeah. But it's still very. It's a very very good tool to yeah. to help you understand that uh, concept. I would say that the most useful tool to learn how to compose images is through 
a camera because yeah. that way you can just change it like you can even organize something on your desk and just take pictures if you've got to draw it up it takes time you've got to <laughs> render it properly and all that but if you just take take photos of something and the, it might sound weird now if you're a beginner but the more you get into this the more you understand that everything is really connected like if you understand shape language and how to compose an image you will use that when it comes to like logo design or like character designs or whatever it is you're doing like yeah. everything is just really connected so the more core principles you know the the, the easier everything is going to be like we have that with uh, we just you know redesigned website and stuff mm. and there was a lot of design stuff that went into yeah. that that's very applicable from skills that you know learned in the past absolutely for sure so core skills that's really like the courts. In, in five, ten years, none of the software we we have will be useful. If you look at, if you look at back in like in twenty twenty eight, if you look at back at Flip Normal's current tutorials, pretty <laughs> much none of them are going to be applicable. If it's a software specific thing, yeah, yeah. what is going to be applicable is is stuff like uh, videos, like improving your sculpture, like that goes back to core principle. If that was made ten years ago or in ten years, it's always going to be relevant. The, con- the concept painting we have, mm. like yeah, sure, it's in Photoshop. But that could be any tool, basically. I yeah. mean, yeah, sure, there's some some software-specific things in there, yeah. but it's all about core principles of painting. Yeah. So. You see that all the time. Like, you have amazing painters, digital painters, and they just pick up the new thing on the iPad, mm. and they're just as good as painting there. Like, they yeah. do it with oils, or they do it in Photoshop. Like, once you know the medium, then it's all about core understanding of it. And um, so, <laughs> moving on from that... <laughs> We, you need to you need to figure out what you want to do as well. Like we said, I do recommend starting off as a generalist. But once you once you've been doing that for a while, then you can start to specialize. Like uh, uh, that said, though, I would I would say that being a generalist is also sort of a special speciality. It's a mm-hmm. sort of a specialization. It's it's the whole thing. Like you have a hundred skill points. In in Morton, I would just put a lot of into that into like modeling and texturing, but on concepting. But in if you're if you're a generalist, you just put kind of equal points into into a lot of different things. Yeah. But if you want to work in a major studio, you most likely will have to specialize once you have a foundation here. And you can sure you can be you can be a generalist with a focus on one thing. Yes, like for you, sure. let's say you are a modeling generalist. Yeah. So you you're, you're specialized in modeling, but you can do everything else in the pipeline. Yeah. So you can do texturing, shading, lighting as yeah. well. But your main focus is on on one. Yeah. Thing. Studios generally find those people to be really valuable because mm-hmm. they, particularly for like, if you want to go to like supervisory levels, because that way you just understand how everything is disconnected. If you only understand only sculpting, then you're not <laughs> very valuable in, in in terms of a supervisory role. So if you want to go up in roles, if the the better your foundation is, yeah, the more useful this is going to be. And then we got to talk about some just some specific um, training here, like um, online learning. Like this is this is essentially how you're gonna be doing it. Like, like I said, you need tutorials. And one of the key things I would say here is don't be afraid of spending money here. Like, obviously, if you literally have no money, you know you can't do that. But spending money on tutorial that is a, that is a legit investment for it. If yeah. you spend four hundred dollars on a course and it's an eight week long course and you learn so much from it. I mean that could that could serve as your foundation for everything in the future. But definitely do your research there because yes. you don't want to spend money needlessly on a no. course where you end up sort of like in the same situation as a school. Oh, you feel like the last eight weeks was just a waste of time. Absolutely, it's and and you know there are a bunch of great free resources out there yeah. and that that'll teach you a lot of things. I mean you could probably do everything for free. Yeah, but it is also also worth just 
at least considering the option of of investing into some paid courses yeah. because there's a difference the reason they're paid is usually because there's a lot more time and effort put into the course yeah. and there's like a guaranteed level of quality yeah, we we done a lot of paid courses uh, for flip normals and whenever we do that like we, the longest I think I've spent on a course is three months. That was the Seabrush uh, to Motorwork for mm. where we're just going through everything you need to know about taking a character from the uh, Seabrush concept sculpting, with topology, all these kind of things. And it's way more elaborate than anything you're going to be able to find free. It's like 11 hours long. So spending like some money on a course, not trying to shill our courses here, but like spending money on, on courses like that they are just going to be far more valuable for it. I mean, essentially what you're paying for is you're paying for someone else who's distilled all the knowledge yes. into a very short amount of time so you don't have to spend three months. Yeah. Like now exactly. you can spend four weeks, yeah. well, 11 hours, let's say. <laughs> you, Henning spent three months developing the course. Now you can spend 11 hours getting all of that information. Yeah. Uh, all the irrelevant stuff has been filtered out yeah. so you won't run into all the troubleshooting things. Yeah. Um, but you still start troubleshoot Google and <laughs> that that's really what you're paying for there yeah. and you know maybe if it's a if it's a course like a live course then maybe you'll have access to a mentor mm. that, that can guide you through and give sure. you feedback I think that's actually a really good point that it's a whole like I, I, I think I, I, I've said this for years even when we attended school as well I think all the information you will learn in school is available for free or for very very cheap money online mm. like for like a few hundred dollars you can pretty much get all the information available through most courses regardless of how expensive the school is if it's a US school which costs two hundred thousand dollars I think you can get the information for for less than like a few hundred dollars for like a thousand dollars online yeah. but like Morton says what you're paying for is is the information is distilled. Yeah. If you just start looking for tutorials, you get so <laughs> much different things here. And this was what you pay for in a school. They they filtered the knowledge so that ho hopefully at least what you're getting there is that you get something which is relevant, directly relevant to you. Because there is just too much information right mm -hmm. now. So paid courses, fantastic for that. So we're obviously linking to a bunch of good resources in the description here. But we just want to talk about some of them. So the first one is Pluralsight. Pluralsight, I, that was what used to be called digital tutors. Well, I guess Pluralsight bought digital yeah. tutors. Yeah, they acquired them. Yeah. So uh, their CG section of it is essentially digital tutors. And I find them to be useful if you are brand new in a software. I mm -hmm. don't find them to be particularly useful if you want to learn advanced topics. Like if you want to learn sculpting, I would avoid digital tutors. Maybe they have yeah. some good tutorials here and there. But in general, I use Pluralsight or, or digital tutors as uh, as extended documentation. It's an introduction to a, to a software. Yeah, that's what I found it to be most useful for. Yeah, that that's that's essentially. It. Yeah. They have a their advantage is the quantity they have is insane. <laughs> you can learn most software through <laughs> yeah. that, but for advanced things like I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on no. that. Then you have uh, Effects PhD. Effects PhD is absolutely fantastic. They run a lot of longer courses, often focus on uh, on compositing and uh, similar topics. So check those out. Uh, fantastic stuff. Then we have uh, the Scott Eaton Anatomy course, which is one of the best courses if you want to learn anatomy. Both Morton and I attended those that like like eight years ago. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it, definitely it, one of the best investments I ever yeah. made. In it's terms super hardcore. It is very hardcore. But I think the nice thing about the Scott Eaton course. At least, okay, I can't speak to how it's structured now, but when I took it, um, you had you know you had your weekly feedback sessions, mm. you had assignments that had a, a deadline, so that yeah. that can be really good for the people yeah. that find it hard to not have a framework and just learn by themselves. 
And it's again, it's the whole, it's distilled. If you want to learn anatomy by yourself, like there is so much stuff to learn. Like yeah. the amount of information out there is insane. Like I remember when I, I, I tried it, I tried one point, I was like, all right, let's start with the hand. And I started looking into muscles for the hand and I'm <laughs> memorizing that. And that is completely pointless. Like yeah. what you care about when it comes to anatomy is not the muscle of the hand. It's, you know, it's, it's getting a f- overall foundation and Scott Eden course will, will allow you that. Then you have schoolism. Schoolism is fantastic. It's, it's mostly on, as far as you can tell, on uh, digital painting, concept art, illustration, and it's really good for that. Then obviously you have flip novels, where we have uh, we have a vetted interest in <laughs> you visiting flip novels, but uh, we just have a bunch of courses which is focused mostly on just on 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 um, general three D, I guess, yeah. like character modeling, some uh, some just character creation using Marvel as a designer. We have one from Gavin Goulden on game introduction to game stuff, which is super super interesting. But I mean, also importantly, uh, I don't know, like almost a hundred videos of just free content on yeah. YouTube. So there's a bunch of stuff to go through there, yeah. um, which is very important, I think. For sure. And then we have uh, the Noma Workshop. Noma Workshop, they have, I believe, they're now in subscription, where you you, you just I think you can access their their entire library, and they have a bunch of really useful stuff. Mm-hmm. They have. Um, like we said, digital tutors, plural site. If you want to learn the basics of it, and the normal workshop is where you, if you want to see it applied. Yeah, that's more like I would say like it's there are some beginner courses I would yes. say, but it's it's like maybe not strictly intermediate, but like no. in between beginner, intermediate, and up. Yeah, you could probably find some really really good courses there. Yeah, that is if you want to make something sexy. If you yeah, want to make yeah. something super cool, some some fantastic environment or like awesome character design or something like that. Like I, I had some um. Some drawing ones. There was one in particular that I remember was a uh, Jeremy Vickery with uh, mm. his, his lighting course on on lighting. He was like a dude that worked for Pixar or something mm. at some point. Really cool color theory stuff there. Yeah. Absolutely, so. but they have some really good stuff. Mm. And then you have um, a bunch of uh, there are definitely a bunch of courses you can take. So like uh, mentorship programs. One is the CG Society online workshop where they have they still have they're still running this and they were like I believe eight week courses on like rigging or modeling or whatnot. Yeah. Cool thing about that is you have a mentor and it's a structured course. Uh, obviously that's a bit more expensive because uh, you know it's, it's a proper eight week course. Uh, and then if you want to learn animation, animation is is a tricky one because you can become an okay animator, maybe if you want to do it by yourself. But we had we had somebody email us recently, like, okay, I, I I want to be I want to be a character animator, and I genuinely don't know how you would do that by reading books or reading like different things. I think you actually need teachers for that. Yeah. So if you want to do that, some some two really good schools will be Animation Mentor and I Animate. They they produce really high quality animators, but they were like also schools, like they're all proper online schools. Yeah. So. Uh, so they're not like a two-week course here. We're going to learn some animation here. That's like, you want to be an animator, and that's your thing, but you can't actually attend a school. So uh, the, these resources are all really useful for, for different things. Some for beginners, some if you are if you want to learn more advanced concepts. Mm-hmm. And then the second part <laughs> is exposure and soft skills. So this is also super important. Like, first part here is, all right, how do you get good? Second part is, how do you tell people you're good now. That you're good. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're only, you know, if you're, if nobody knows that you're good, if you're just sitting in some cave in Armenia and you're the best sculptor in Seaver, best Seaver sculptor, nobody really cares. You yeah. know, like, you gotta, you gotta do some marketing here. So, like we said, uh, be social. <laughs> like, really see if you can, if you can get friends in this field. So that would be 
if there are any local meetups. I know there was just a poll account meetup in London where we, where we live, which and there are there are a bunch of meetups generally around. See if you can attend them. They might be a bit awkward in the beginning. You don't know anyone there, but that's kind of how you get started. Yeah. You just like Morton said before, be bold. Get just put yourself out there. Most people are more than willing to be to help out people, and they're super friendly. It's super nice to be able to just hang out with people, go to the park. And just generally have a good time. It's generally people that are interested in the same things that you yeah. are. And yeah. I mean, me personally, I'm I'm more of an introverted person. I, I don't participate too much <laughs> in social media and stuff. But especially in the beginning, it's just one of those things where you just got to uh, suck it up. Yeah. You just got to go to the meetups. You just got to meet people, talk to them. One thing is like you make friends, but it's yeah. also it's important for your career. Yeah. So it really is. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say be active on social media for yeah. sure. Like... That would be, you know, post yourself Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be part of groups, be part of discussions. If you can find forums which are relevant to you, see if you can find that as well. And then be extremely open to feedback. We're not saying that if you get <laughs> feedback, do everything they tell you, but be open to the idea that there are a lot of things here you don't know. Probably most things when it comes to CT you yeah. don't know if you're yeah. just starting out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even as you progress, I think it's important to stay open because there are new tools that come out, new methods of doing things, things you haven't considered. Mm. It's it's a really valuable skill to be able to take feedback very well. Yeah. And um, then we have a point which is super important. Don't be a dick, guys. Yeah. We can't stress how important this is. It might sound like a trivial thing. Of course, I'm not going to be a dick. But this industry is tiny like we're not just talking about film we're talking about the entire creative industry here like it's really a rather small field yeah. uh, so if you get a bad rep that can spread and and uh, and the opposite is also true if you get a good rep that yeah. stuff spreads people share people's work all the time people share if you you know if they do youtube tutorials sometimes you see some tutorials going viral because they they made that mm-hmm. um, if you make resources you know people really respond well to this so don't be a dick and be a good person. <laughs> be excellent to each other, like they say. And also share your work. You know, like, make sure people can see your stuff. I would say the present it well. Like, put some effort into sharing it. But, um, present, yeah, present your work well and then share it on, on various social media. Get good feedback on this. This is a great way of people just getting exposure to it. What people often care about isn't necessarily... Of course, of course they care about your final product, but... If they can see that this guy here has progressed from nothing to fairly decent in like a year or two, yeah. that matters a lot. That really progress is, is an indicator here. Because if you if you hire this person, you can expect the same growth, if not faster, in the next two years. Yeah. So definitely share your work. I think sharing your work is so important because that allows you, not necessarily like you have to mentor stuff and trying to find someone to feedback you, but it just exposes the world to who you are mm. and to your work. The more people see it, the more likely you are to get some freelance or get hired, Mm. contacted by recruiters. It's, you know, it's like like winning the lottery. The more tickets you put in there, like the more posts you have online, the the bigger your exposure is going to be. But I think do it with style. It's like... Don't don't share your Maya screenshot of now in progress of no. this model. Like you know, present it in a cool way that that makes people go like, oh okay, yeah, he attention to detail with this yeah. person. I can see they're really putting a lot of work into it. Yeah. Uh, maybe you don't know like lighting and rendering, but at least you can you know maybe I don't know maybe put on a sort of semi nice real time shader or something. Flip on those lighting scenes. <laughs> there, there's <laughs> that of course. But... but yeah, just just present your work well. That's something that I've always been really careful of. Like. 
like your reputation is essentially the some parts of what everyone says about you, what everyone thinks about you. You can't really control it directly. You can't just be, well, let me improve my reputation. It's it's, it's something which just happens over a long period of time. If you if somebody sees your work and it's always well presented, you know, not saying that I, in the beginning, of course, the work is gonna be it's gonna be of of a beginner's quality, but you can still present the work in a proper way. I saw that a lot in school as well. Some people would just really spend a lot of time with that. They would make nice fonts. They would just they would just do the best lighting they could to their ability. Yeah. And and this stuff, it really matters. I've I've seen that firsthand. Just a presented stuff, which essentially presented the same idea twice. The first time was kind of shitty. The second time was presented <laughs> in a proper way, and um, nothing really changed in terms of like the idea. But it was just, it was just the way it was presented. So, you are your reputation. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you spend time on this. And then our last point here is, um, if th- this might be once you've been doing this for a year or two, go to festivals, go to s- places like FMX in Germany, go to, go to SIGGRAPH, go to local, to local festivals where you know cool talks are being presented by people who made the latest cool games, latest movies mm. to give breakdowns. The one of the main reasons you want to do this as well, first of all, it's really interesting, but you meet recruiters. Yeah. Recruiters will go to all these big conventions. If you go to GDC, I'm sure there are a bunch of recruiters attending those events. Which also goes back to the whole present your work. And this well. is a place where you can get feedback. Like you can get feedback from people who are currently in the industry. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, that's super valuable. Yeah, it might be expensive to go there and you can't afford it all the time. Yeah. But if you have the money to go there, it's it's a really valuable resource. Yeah, for sure. And that's also why we're saying that maybe this is something you wanna you wanna save up for a bit later because they might cost like a few hundred dollars mm-hmm. to go, and you have flight, maybe hotels and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you if you go there and you really make the most of it, which means you know you meet some proper people. Uh, a lot of times you also meet people you you met online. Mm, I've, I've done it a bunch of times. You know you. You meet them on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and then you you happen to attend the same festival. Like that's happened to me a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, you just have some, you just have a group of people to hang out with now, and now you meet recruiters. Maybe you meet them in a more informal fashion, and um, and all these things here can really make a huge difference. So really, to sum up this video now, we, now we've been talking for around for fifty-four minutes or so. <laughs> so there's a lot of talking here in a very, very, very warm room. <laughs> it is pretty warm today, actually. Yeah, stupid summer coming. <laughs> <laughs> so to sum it all up, it's first part is get skills, watch tutorials, get a mentor, and just do projects. Really, just work on your skills. Yeah. And the second part is work on your soft skills. Get into a job if you can. Really get good at feedback. Share your work, take care of your reputation, the way you present your work matters, go to festivals. Yeah. And um and if you follow this, hopefully you'll you'll have success in this industry. It is it is a hard one, but it's also incredibly valuable and I'm having a lot of fun in this field. It's very rewarding. It does require a lot of work, but it's very yeah. rewarding. Like you get that game released or yeah. you see your monsters on the big screen. Mm. I mean, it's just it's it's cool. You get to do a lot of creative work yeah. and you're you're surrounded by some of the most talented people that do this thing in the entire world. So many people to learn from, so many new experience to be had. So I, it's I, really I, awe-inspiring, it isn't is, it? It is. You're just sitting by, sitting next to some of the most talented people in the world, and you're like, "How did I get here?" It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really, it's really, it's really amazing. 
And also, yes, it is hard, but anything which is worth doing is hard. Otherwise, everyone would do it. Like there, there is no if you if you're able to do this and you're self-taught, and you know you you you've only relied on yourself and some other people here, and you're completely self-taught, and you're able to get into like a proper game studio or whatever your your dream might be, that is satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> like that is. is insane. I've seen a lot of people who do that, and they're just thriving. They're just they're just getting purpose in life here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we really hope that this has been useful and that you can really take something from this video. And now we are going to go enjoy the weather and uh, <laughs> have some ice cream. Yeah, maybe listen to this outside. Uh, and if you want to have more of these videos, podcasty kind of type mm. of things, make sure to like, comment and subscribe. Yeah. And we'll see you in the next one. Perfect. Thank you so much.